Welcome to Mixed Kadesh. A tale of two lesbians. I'm Adele. I'm Yvonne. And uh, we are an LGBTQIA um, mm-hmm. affirming podcast, finding your strength in your community and everything in between. Hey, aren't you watching Ratchet? Oh. oh, I'm watching it through my fingers because it's that creepy. I'm not a horror person. I'm not big on that. Like, I got to watch it early in the morning. And then, like, Family Guy right after, like, Meg fell down the stairs. <laughs> and then it's fine. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I love Sarah Paulson. Oh, my God. She could sell pumpkin spice tampons and everybody buy them. I really <laughs> believe it. I believe it. And, Sarah, you can put your purse under my pillow anytime. 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 <laughs> But it's just so, it's such a good show. It's just like, you think you know what's going to happen, and then something else happens, and then you hope somebody's going to get killed, and they don't, and it's disappointing. It's just, it's so it's so crazy, because, like, their outfits look uncomfortable, and their behavior, and, like, even the scenery and the lights yes, play a character. Yes, I was just say, even that looks eerie. Yeah, it's just like a whole, hence the word, I have to watch it, like, six in the morning with my breakfast. Like, I watch, watch through my fingers while it's still daylight out. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. I own it. But um, so I made it through like three episodes. But I love her. She's amazing in anything. I mean, if she had the flu, she'd probably be fabulous as well. But um, (laughs) she's just so cool. So um, yeah, celebrity crush. But um, it's so good. It's so I would encourage people to check it out during the day. Yeah, you watch it. You know. Yeah. You were a nurse at a uh, facility, which we won't name you. I was, yes, at a psychiatric facility. Oh, and to be quite honest, when I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't <laughs> even. Like, I went right there. I was like, no, oh, I'm not watching this. Oh, it, you know, I get all to, like sensitive. Adele and... went to hugs and lollipops. Everybody else went for scissors and <laughs> syringes. But um, <laughs> that's because she's a sweetheart. Oh my gosh. Uh, so, how are you? What's going on? Um, I'm doing good. I have to say. <laughs> I want to give major shout out shout out to the stores that um, have full figured curvy mannequins. Props oh to you. my whoop, gosh! Whoop. When I saw that, I walked into a store and I was like, <laughs> "Hey!" And then I went like, "Damn, I would look good damn, in that!" Instead wow. of, "Damn, I could never fit into that." I have to check that out. You know? Okay. You know what's so funny? <laughs> is, is it bad that I laugh when I see a naked mannequin? I laugh. Every, <laughs> I laugh every time like I'm a child. Why do I, you? Because I picture the next switch picture, like if it's a movie, that they're wearing my clothes and I'm standing there naked. I don't know. I just think it's hysterical. <laughs> I laugh every time I see a naked man. I don't know why. Oh, my god! And I just, I, they should put a camera by a naked mannequin and just see, like, people's reactions. I think it's a, I don't know. I think it's a, I still laugh. I don't know why. People fart and I hear it. I'm hysterical. I, yeah. Wait, <laughs> are you... I, if somebody falls, are you hysterical? Um, I'll help them. And I have I, I have some friends that if somebody falls de- <laughs> before they go to help, they just crack up. Well, it depends. Like, what kind of is it? Like, whoop, 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 like are they doing the ice skating for like three <laughs> seconds where they're shuffle, shuffle, and then they're boom down? Like, I I'm guilty of laughing. I about think that it's too. both. I think it's both. And but, I have- <laughs> but I'm like when I fall and I catch myself, I'm laughing at myself because I'm like you stupid ass. And then of course I'm thinking. Somebody has a video. Like I want to see it. I oh, want to see me yeah. shuffle, shuffle, fall. Like you know, <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. 
Yeah, that's great. <laughs> but other I'm than that, yes, I I have not taken a fall. And Perfect. Good thing for that. Perfect. But uh, but, but no, I've had a good week. All's been good. All right, cool. Uh, props to these stores for the full figured mannequins. I really, Damn. I was, I was happy to see that. That is very cool. I want to see one with a piercing, like a nipple ring through the shirt. Oh Come on, God. let me see. Let me call out these Targets and Coles and Walmart. Let's. I want to see some. You know. You know, I just, that would be so cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, why not? Why not? I agree. A thousand percent. Very cool. Oh, man. Yeah. I know. Dun, this is, uh, dun, dun, dun. All right. This is the topic of being, well, what would we just say? Being you, being your, being in your true self. In like church. Your tr- in church. Whatever that is. Gay, straight, queer, whatever. Whatever you, so we're going to talk about that. Like for me, yeah. being queer, lesbian, in church, you fill in the blank on your end. Adele will probably say it better. I should have let you say no, it. No, absolutely but, not. Um, yeah. We're going to talk about being your true self. Yeah. The only way I could think of it is Mystique from X-Men. Like she was in her true form. And mm-hmm. She was stunning. And like everything could just deflect her. Yeah. So, yeah. But um I always feel like I'm doing all the talking. No, or I'm doing absolutely all the rambling. Not. No, I'm I'm straight up <laughs> listening to you. This is oh, I know you're focused, Adele. This is what she does. Let me just before we do anything, <laughs> no. before we start, you know, Adele's like Yvonne. I set everything up, and she says it like you know, I set everything up. And what she does is she puts out all the coloring books and the magic markers that are washable, and you know, in this white closet. And she just lets me just color wherever I want because she knows <laughs> I'm gonna color out of the lines, and I'm just gonna say what I probably shouldn't say. And then I'm like, fuck it. It's our podcast. That's you know, right. Absolutely. You know, and uh, she just lets me run with it. And then <laughs> then later on, we're like, delete it. No, we're leaving it. So we're leaving it. <laughs> oh, uh, we're leaving it. You absolutely. Are, you are the structure person. No. Hey, listen. So we're talking about being gay in church. Being <sighs> gay in church. Being your true self. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Yvonne said, gay, queer, bi, trans, uh, gender nonconforming. Fill in the blanks, Whatever. everybody, um, because it, it's different for all of us. Mm-hmm. And if you've been through this, you may be able to relate. And if you haven't, hey. Well, I'm it, glad. that I'm, I'm thankful you didn't have to. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, I guess I'll start sharing from my end. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I grew up religious, grew up Baptist. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd go to church every Sunday. I'd wear my dress, and mm-hmm. you know there there were some good there were some good things uh, after church. We'd go get McDonald's or Burger King. Yeah, that's a know? plus. Um, and um, really later on, um, I began I, be, I began to uh, really be uh, a part of the church and its functionality. Mm-hmm. Um, as a young adult, I began to play guitar. Um, in Which the church awesome at. and sing in the church and all these things mm-hmm. and met some very good people, good friends. And then I went to Bible college I studied the Bible and uh, fast forward from there, came back to New York again, singing what, what, what was called like leading worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would lead, lead people in songs. Right. So you had, you'd sing you had songs. a big responsibility. It, it was, it absolutely was. And I realized, I came to a point and I realized, well, I'm attracted to women and... That's uh, okay. Yeah. I, I, however, but I felt very shameful for having uh, this attraction to women. Mm -hmm. I felt more comfortable with a woman. I felt uh, in talking and conversating and emotional conversation 
conversations, um, connecting emotionally, I felt more comfort in a woman than I did ever Mm -hmm. a man. With that being said, I was part of a very charismatic church. It was turn or burn, fly or fry, Mm -hmm. get right (sighs) or get left. I mean, I can remember all these sayings and, um, being a part of a religion or having a belief, I was very invested in that. Mm-hmm. It became somewhat my identity right. where I can remember times I told people turn or burn, fly or fry, get right, right or get left. Well, because that's when that's all you're shown and that's you're just told that. And I don't want to use the word brainwash, but, you know, that's the it's not black and white. It's, you know, we yeah. have so much gray. I just... Yeah. And know. I remember seeing um, in the church, uh, just from from the pulpit, um, the word homosexual mm-hmm. with uh, up there with the word liars, with the word thieves, um, murder, like murderers. And I just remember squirming. Yeah. <laughs> I remember like it was yesterday. I'm squirming oh. in, in the pew like, okay, you know, with my first tattoo on my back. <laughs> and so, like, I am so know, sorry I, that you went through that. Yeah, I really but it, was, it was a personal thing. And, and although I was never shamed by other people, I would hear things being mm-hmm. said like, oh, what is she doing here? Or I'm sure that perhaps there was rumors or things like that. But I guess really what I want to convey is my biggest struggle was the shame that I felt. I felt that I was damaged goods, Mm -hmm. that how could God, how could God use me for anything? Now I'm worth nothing. How could he love me? And then there was one side of me that said, well, I'm still the same person. Hmm. And where, where now there's that conflict. Right. And I remember that there was times that I felt so shameful I would really brush my teeth and my tongue and everything really hard, just like, I don't know, just to get something out of me. Mm-hmm. I, I remember I went through a period of time where I would try to pray it out of myself. Um, I Ugh. remember, again, this, what my, my religion uh, at the time was, it was a, a tad bit extreme and charismatic. Mm-hmm. So I would anoint, like I would get like oil. It's probably vegetable oil, yeah, but probably. yeah, it, you know, there was this, this thing of, and, and from biblical, you know, like anointing people's <clears throat> heads with oil. So I would like try to do like a prayer and like put oil, like at the doorway of my bedroom. Like I really mm-hmm. thought like there was something Ugh. deeply spiritually wrong with me. And there's nothing where you are a beautiful yeah. person. And at the time I didn't feel that way because <clears throat> again, this is a lot of traditional mm-hmm. uh, religious beliefs. These are things that I have learned and um, I, I just, I really felt that there was no place for me. Ugh. I did not have friends that were, um, that were gay. Um, I didn't have a community mm-hmm. that I could go to. Um, so fast forward from that, I was closeted for really over a decade wow. <laughs> and yeah. um, very shameful. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to say anything until I decided, you know what, this is it. Um, this for you. Something needs to change. I need to start living my true life. I need to begin to tell people, um, which started with my family. And they all rolled their eyes like, I remember my mom. <laughs> it, it was a clear as day. I, remember I love that woman. She's I, come pretty far. 
I actually, um, the day I told her, I was so upset. I was crying. Mm-hmm. And I remember just laying my head in her lap. She was sitting down. The TV was on. It was Oprah. Yeah, she was yeah. watching Oprah. True story. <laughs> and I remember my head was in her lap. And I'm like, Mom, I have something to tell you. I just want to tell you that, you know, I'm gay. And she's rubbing my head. And she's like, Honey, you told me in your silence. And I'll wow. never forget those words. Wow. And then I heard, I'll never forget Oprah's words, because she was interviewing a pastor on the TV (laughs) who's like, so when did you know that you were, I don't don't remember what she said, but homosexual, when did, when did you know you were a gay man? And I was like, and then I lifted my head, which I've always been very funny with my mom. I go, see mom, I'm not the only (laughs) one. True story. Um, However, as funny as it sounds, um, I really have done a lot of work mm-hmm. on myself. And when I mean um, work, I have worked hard in therapy. And for those of you who have gone to a therapist and, mm-hmm. you know, go talk to somebody. Talking to somebody will help. You know, you're talking to a neutral person. I remember sitting there feeling so uncomfortable. And I worked yeah. and worked to feel confident in myself where I don't need other people to validate me. Although sometimes I, f- I feel like I, but I go to my people mm-hmm. uh, for that, my community. Absolutely. But, um, but I, I do remember when I, I went, when I got married, I remember the woman who married uh, me and my ex-wife had uh, put it so eloquently. She had said in her own life that she had to put it between her and God. And this is a woman who is a preacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a beautiful you know? lady. I've met her. Lovely. Yeah. I just wow. really, that's one of those things where it's, you you can't tell somebody, it's like you, you can't tell somebody that, no, that's not your truth. So when I'm asked yeah. today, where where is that? I don't start defending. There's nothing to defend. It is my truth, mm-hmm. my life, Absolutely. and I'm living it, living it authentically. Um, but it took a lot of years of, wow, I'm going to be rejected by the church. I'm this. For me, my identity was found. I, you know, I wasn't just Adele. I was a, you know, the, the, the singer of the mm-hmm. church to lead people in song and other things that I would do. And <clears throat> and losing that, or, or I chose, I shouldn't say losing, I chose not to be a part of it. Because I felt uh, a, a just a responsibility, like, you know what, I'm feeling this way. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in such a, you know. It's a responsibility to yourself. Yeah. To your true self. Yeah. So. Wow, I do. Um, but I've, I've went through a lot of heartache. Um, I can say that um, there's friends that I don't keep in touch with that I've mm-hmm. uh, graduated from Bible college uh, with. And some of whom you know, have had their own struggles and, uh, and that's where I leave it, but not for one minute am I ever ashamed now I'm dealing with, uh, religion, spirituality. Mm -hmm. Now I leave it between me and who I think God is. Mm -hmm. And I don't argue religion. I don't argue politics and I feel good. I have to say, I'm like, my my 40s have been my best and I'm not even 
I'm just saying yeah, they like just Dylan, really have. We're, we're not our. We're not twenty. <laughs> we're not twenty. No, I'm nineteen. <laughs> I'm twenty-one. <laughs> Oh but my you gosh. are awesome, Adele. You, I mean, no thanks. And you're you know, my, you're, 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 you're so nice to me. <laughs> I, I love you, but you know what? Fuck those people. They missed out on a great person. And let me tell you, you were not the only gay person at that church. Yeah. Please. Although they I say about it, that. Yeah. you weren't, yeah. and neither was I. You know. But wow, Adele, that's an amazing. Yeah. That's an amazing story. I mean, I knew bits and pieces. Like Adele and I talked about. Like, we sat with this for a while, and you know. Mm-hmm. We didn't, we, I mean, we know a lot about each other, Yeah, you know, I mean, in a lineup, if they say, do you have a birthmark? I'll be like, she, yep, I can pick her out of a crowd. That's right. She has a birthmark <laughs> right at her feet. But, um, but this is something we really didn't talk. Like, this is something I know I kept my story to myself. Like yeah. I told no one just as you, you know, yeah. and maybe because nobody ever asked. I don't know. Right. But and when I came wow. out was the time where I'm like, look, I'm engaged. Yeah. I'm I'm out and it was it was so liberating to me Absolutely. and spiritually I was okay with it. I in my wedding I had a gospel choir there. Oh, you it was I an was, awesome I was, wedding. That I was, was the able to best wedding I ever went to. to really you know, it was about love, it mm-hmm. was about acceptance, it was a about just un- being unconditional and that's how I wanted the ceremony to come across and because that is my belief you're being Mm -hmm. unconditional Mm -hmm. you know non-judgmental always trying to build instead of tearing down absolutely and And I remember you had a small wedding like you Mm -hmm. had your close people Mm-hmm. And we, it was a diverse group. Like we have, you know, I have plenty of straight friends. I hate even saying, you know, whatever. Just, just or your allies. Yeah, but and yeah. it, you know, but yeah, that was the best. I mean, it was wonderful. It was really cool. Yeah, you know. But um, wow, Adele. What about you? Uh, what? What is, it, is that? My phone. <laughs> I call bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! It's the I mean, pastor calling. Yeah, ring, just ring. Click, delete, swipe, block, contact. Um, my story. Oh god! What? Can we watch the clock? Or what? How? How long? First of all, I this. I feel like you know. I'm gonna try not to go long with mine. I think mine is. Uh, people are gonna be driving in their car and maybe I don't know pull over and be like, I gotta take a piss because this is too long. But um. Uh, all right. All right. Um, okay, so I mentioned the first episode that, you know, I come from a fucked up family and my parents and everything. And, you know, I left at a young age. So I guess I'm 18, 19. I have custody of my brother. Or I did for a while. And then I didn't. Um, and I met people that were at this church. Same as Adele. Very, I was active in the church. I cannot sing. And I was not playing guitar. But um, I was working with people with, uh, let's say, a children's church. So, again... I, I had to learn my Bible and everything, you know, because we're teaching young people. You know, I mean, these are small children, you know, the basics and whatnot. And being as an, a person, a child of abuse or whatever, when I see the kids, I'm looking like for a crooked collar, a bruise mm-hmm. at the neck or, um, you know, a kid not sitting comfortably. You know, I don't know. These are the things I look at, even at my job with my with a, where I am now with my people with greater needs. I look for things like that. Um so I'm active in this church, you know, and, and um, I'm renting from these people that are pillows of this church. They're good people, and they are good people in the fact that they showed me tremendous love and respect and everything, and, and they open their homes to me, and I'm, and I'm renting an apartment to them. And, you know, they're considering me family. 
you know, and the church accepts me because they know I have a broken childhood and oh my God. And, you know, now that you know God and, you know, they, everything's going to be great. And knowing God, you know, I believe in, I, I believe in, in God. I, I pray. I also believe God is not found in a church. I could be praying in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Will I ever go to a church again? Absolutely not. That's my own. That's my own thing. I agree. Because church, God is not found in a building. If He created me, He lives inside of me. I am not a surprise to God. He knows what I'm going to do before I get there, before I do it, and everything. So, I'm at this church, and I've never, you know, I'm experiencing all this love and understanding and and happiness and people willing to do things for people. So I become, you know. Who, who wouldn't want to be a part of that? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm accepted and, and everything. And, and, you know, at this time, I'm still figuring out, like, the crap from my childhood. I'm still fig. I know that, that I'm not attracted to men. You know, I know I'm attracted to women. Maybe I don't have the right language. We, <laughs> there was no Google search then. There was no, you know, if I want to go to a gay bar or whatever, you know, I got to get on the train and drive to the city or it's underground, you know. Yeah. Words say, which is kind of cool when I think about it now that I went to certain places mm-hmm. like that resembled like Studio 54 that, like you, that I can say that, you know, I went to. It's an experience. Um, so I'm I'm renting this basement apartment with the pillar of the church, their their daughter. So we rent and we're close. Like she's stunning. She's 5'11", beautiful, piercing blue eyes, blonde hair. And you, of course, everybody thinks, uh, you know, something's going to happen, you know. And I looked at her as my my sister, like we we were close. We, we got along, mm-hmm. you know. Like I could be in the shower, she could pee. Like we, you know, we were close. We were we were helping out, doing the children's church thing, and I was close with her family. And uh, never once did I think of an inappropriate thought with her. We were just close. So we would watch TV on the couch. I I mean I worked two jobs. She worked a lot. But when we were home, we'd catch TV out in the living room on the couch or whatever. And we were comfortable enough to sit under a blanket together. Or whatever, like nothing, you know, very innocent, nothing, anything like that. Like I would sit with Adele, somebody you trust, somebody you care about and love. And one day I'll never forget that she she leaned over to me and said, "Can I feel your teeth?" And now that I think about it, it's the weirdest fucking thing I ever heard. But I'm 19 <laughs> years old, and I'm like, feel my teeth. So I kind of, you know, put my teeth, like feel my teeth, like, <laughs> and I have good teeth. I mean, I do have one crooked bottom tooth a little, but whatever. And I looked at her, and I'm like. Yeah, I guess. Thinking she was going to run her finger across my teeth. But uh-huh. she leans in, kisses me, and runs her tongue across the top of my the row of my teeth. So, of course, I, I am taken back because I'm like these, you wow. know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm thinking like, oh, my God. Like, I didn't do that. You know, like, because now I'm like, what did I do? Like, you know, I'm panicking because I'm like, you know, if somebody comes in like, well, we're going to have a lot. We're going to have Lucy. We're going to have a lot of explaining to do. Like, you know, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, my God. Like, what the heck? And she kind of just uh, taps me on the leg. And says, I'm going to bed. And just I'm, like that. Yeah, and she, and I remember, and I was just like, all right. Like she didn't say anything. She went to bed. And I mean, I got to be up at five. Like so, you know, I go to bed. And you know, in the movies, when you're laying in bed and staring at the ceiling, and you see the moon outside the window, and then it like the moon is going down and the sun's coming up, yeah. And you haven't blinked, and that's oh, me, because no. I haven't slept, and I'm like, what? Wow. Ha- what happened? Yeah. Like, yeah. like what's going on? And uh, so I work all day. You know, I come home at like nine o'clock that night, and uh, she's like in the living room. When I come in, I'm like, hey. She's like, hey. She's like, come upstairs with me for a minute. I'm like, yeah, sure. Let me just put my stuff down. 
And I put my stuff down, and I come upstairs with her, and her mother is at the doorway. Like, we open the door, mm-hmm. you know, from a basement apartment. The basement's finished and everything, and her mother's at the doorway. And her mother leads with, um, the family has uh, had a family meeting to talk about you being gay. Wow. And awkward. I kind of blurred out everything else because, first of all, when I heard that, the family had a meeting, so I wasn't involved. So now I'm thinking, well, I'm not part of the family like, I've lived there oh, long enough. Like, yeah, I'm breaking yeah. these... Because this is the type of person I am. You know, like, right. I, I think things forward and I listen. Like, when some... I pay attention to language. And I'm like... what? And I'm thinking, gay? I'm like, what did I do? Like, they have... I have not dated... I have lived work and church. Work and church. And figuring out, like, undoing what my parents did and trying to find myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, how... Like... I didn't even know what, I don't even know what I said, but I was in shock and she was kind of led me to believe like, well, don't deny it, whatever. And the only thing I could think of now when I think about it, because I didn't think of it then, that her daughter must have, my roommate must have said something to her, but maybe reverse the roles perhaps, Hmm. or realize what she did and then became uncomfortable with me. Or maybe with herself. Possibly. Good. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Because I always, again, we, I always... I go to me like what did I? That was my first defense. Right. Like what did I do? And uh, so I go downstairs and I'm oh I'm just like getting you know something to eat or whatever and I'm just trying to figure this out and uh, I'm just like all right I gotta like I had every all these different thoughts about what am I gonna do like what like I wasn't with anybody I'm trying I'm retracking steps I'm like and uh, I guess the night ends and the next morning I go to work. And again, I come home late, and I realize her daughter has moved out of the apartment and has moved to the other part of the house. And that was probably the last time that we really even spoke, said words, or had any kind of close communication. Mm-hmm. So things are quiet. Um, I'm go. I'm do. I'm doing work, and I'm going to church. But I go to church this time, and I've been relieved from my duties helping out as with children's church. I'm, I'm, my services are no more needed. Wow. So that's, that's a fucking red flag. Like that's, you know, like, you know, I, I, I have to like, I apologize for my seriousness because this did, this really affected me for a very long time. And, uh, so I'm like, okay, you know, they're going to make me stand outside in the rain and direct traffic or whatever. Fine. You know, not around so many people. So, um, I, unbeknownst to me, I find out that I think uh, every single man at the church has my phone number now because the cure for gayness is to marry you off, get a boyfriend, and this problem solved. Mm. You know, because they'd rather see me sit in a pew with a man next to me as opposed to a woman because it's all about them being comfortable. Right. Wow. So my phone is blowing up, you know, and I'm like, and and uh, I'm informed, you know, by the usher or whatever, and the people, the pills of the church. Well, you know, these, you know, maybe you should go on these dates with these people, and you know, try go, you know, maybe just go out and have lunch with these people. Nobody says to cure your gayness, and nobody even asked me if I was gay. Nobody even, I think everybody was just, you know, in fear of what I might say. Like I might be honest and just say how I feel, and I nobody wanted to hear it. So let's just fix it, you know, with their version of uh, shock therapy. Let's go on. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I'm I, ashamed to say that I did go on a few dates. And not that these men were horrible. They were nice people. 
I often wonder if they were gay and their families were sending them out. So Mm -hmm. sending the two of us out, you know, to counteract each other, which is a great idea. That's perfect. A gay man and a gay woman, we're going to definitely... That's (laughs) perfect. Perfect. So Double healing, two for one. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. And let's have kids and lie to them. And it was just... So I I went. I went on these dates. And I think by the third date, um, I can't remember what his name is. It's probably better. I hope he's married and well and happy. Um, I remember him, him, uh, we were having coffee or whatever. I said, look, let's just, let's just have coffee and let's just call it an afternoon or whatever. It was probably right after church. And I remember him saying, well, can't you just try? And like, he leaned in for a kiss or whatever. And I remember putting my hand like on it, like stopping him at like the bottom of his, like the top of his tie. And now that I think about those words, I hear, can't you just lie? Like wow. when I really think about wow. it, like when he said that, can't you just try? And I can't, I can't try and be something I'm not. I can't. So, you know, if the word gets out that I'm not dating it, I'm not going to go on these dates or whatever. And, um, it sh- shifted. Like I could see the look in people's faces that the look of disgust, the look of, um, of, they are definitely not approved of me not dating uh, the men. No, you know, I can't find a good man at church. What do you mean you're not going to do? What do you yeah. mean? And I could see the disgust and the, and the disappointment and the, 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 um, to the point that people can't, people that were so nice to me that would hug me and talk to me, like could barely get the words out. Hello, let alone make any eye contact, even hearing words as of, uh, what a waste. And that is a horrible thing to say to somebody. Like, what a waste. You Like, you'd be better off not existing as opposed to, you know, than being gay. You would have been better off. And, you know, I, I'm a funny person and I have a good exterior and everything. I mean, I'm in a so much better place now. But to hear that at 19 years old, coming out of my parents' house, who I could have would have taken it from my parents better because I knew the type of relationship I had with my parents. Like, it was always abuse and this and that. But to hear it from people that I trusted, that I allowed in, yeah, that I was such a disappointment and such a, you know, this horrible person. I mean, I'm going to say this, and I have never told anybody else this. I've said it to Adele, and uh, I'm sorry, I get I get very emotional with this. But um, I said, you know what, Yvonne, this can all go away. You can really make all this go away. And I said, you can kill yourself. You can just... Mm-hmm. Be done with it. Just kill yourself and it'll all go away. And I so regret thinking that. And I so regret, I mean, because it was, I was going to do it. I was going to get up for work. I get up early. Nope, everybody was sleeping. I had a spot in the garage for my car. I was just going to pull in the garage, leave the car running and be in it. And mm-hmm. just, and just, I'd, it'd be done. And that's a horrible thing. And I, I, whoever out there thinks that suicide is an option it is not i beg you never ever even think of that don't act on it you are so much more worth more than that reach out to anybody Mm -hmm. and if nobody listens you keep reaching out i mean because like you i had no i only had the church and i didn't we didn't there was no google there was no you know so i didn't have anybody and the only thing that stopped me, and this is how I really believe that there's God for me, because there were plenty of times in my life that I should have been taken out. And 
maybe this was God talking to me. It was just my inner self or that shred of strength that, that I held on to that projects in me now that said, Yvonne, you're going to kill yourself for these people. I wasn't going to kill myself because I was gay. Mm -hmm. I was killing myself for these people who were church people who were telling me that I was a waste, that I wasn't worth anything, that I'd be better off dead than being gay. And that is a horrible thing. Mm -hmm. So I thought, I'm not killing... I, that's what's so what that's on my tombstone it's going to be like she killed herself because she was gay and even in my death i wouldn't even have truth because i wasn't killing myself because i was gay i was killing myself over these people and obviously i didn't do it and it was not an easy fucking road i mean i had to you know i i remember i had to uh i was having had to play i couldn't stay i couldn't go to church anymore i couldn't stay and in between all this stuff that's going on, because it didn't happen overnight, it was over a course of some time, a little time, my ex-roommate um, was concealing that she was pregnant from her family. She was, you know, like I said, she was, she carried small, it was like winter time, nobody really knew. And I, when I found out, I felt horrible for her because, not because she was having a baby, but because she had to face these people. She didn't have to just face her parents who were pillows of the church. She had to face the church. Oh, so she was about to feel perhaps maybe what you had been feeling. Absolutely. And in, but her own like, discrimination. Absolutely. Because. And I didn't, and I wasn't like, yes, now she's going to know what it feels like. I felt bad for her because if I had to feel this as an outsider, how, how much more is she going to feel as their daughter? Mm -hmm. You know, and what is she going to have to face? And um, I remember her having the baby. And uh, prior to that, her family's like, well, you're going to have to move in with the boyfriend because that's what you do. And you're going to have to get married before the kid because that's what you do, which is not what you do. You do what's best for you mm -hmm. and your child, whether it's married, not have a child, not have the baby. Don't get married. Get married. Again, no, we, you mm -hmm. have to go to your people. Yeah. And, um, cause ultimately it's your decision. It's your life. So, um, she has the child and the baby's beautiful. And, um, you know, I'm renting there, but I'm barely home. I'm in and out, you know, I'm work. Cause now I've thrown myself. I probably even, I think I even took another job part. So I have like two and a half jobs. I'm like, because I'm still undoing everything in my own head and I'm yeah. 19. Wow. So, and I'm at, you know, I've seen two sides of the, the coin. So, I remember uh, being outside and the baby, and I've seen the baby before. I've seen her through like the window and everything, and I've seen her outside, you know, and I always wave and I'm making like smiley faces and everything like that. And uh, I'm coming through the apartment, the basement doors through the back and the baby's outside playing and she runs over to me and she puts her hands up. And I was like, oh, and I went to go pick her up and I remember my roommate's grandmother running over and saying, do not touch her. And she said, um, I don't want your gay spirit attach attacking her spirit, like leprosy. Like, if I touched her, I would have contaminated her. Oh, wow. And such bullshit. It just, it, that, wow. it bro it, that broke me. I mean, I could... Just say such ignorance. I could just, uh, it te I tear up about it now because it was so hurtful. And I was just like, oh my, I have to go. It's, it's, I have, it's time. And yeah. So that night I packed, I left at like midnight. I called my friend Fabian. I said, he said, no, stay here as long as you want. Come over, come on. And I left. 
Wow, good for you. Uh, yeah, and not easy. No, it's not. But I've realized my life is all about starting over in certain things, and I'm so glad I left. And uh, so you know, years go by, whatever. I've always talked to my roommate's middle sister on and off. She's getting married. Uh, so my ex-roommate calls me because I've had the same phone number for X amount of years. And she leaves me a message that my uh, that her sister's getting married. She'd love to see me at the um, bridal shower. So I'm like, oh, my God. You know, like, I listen to that. And, I, you know, I mow that over to, like, the last possible day I can respond on the invitation. Mm-hmm. So by this time, I'm out. I have a girlfriend. I work out. My, my hair looks great. I'm tan. I am together. I am the best I will possibly be at this point. I am in my true form. I am, you know, I'm in my true form. And I decide, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go. I'm going to go because I needed closure as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm going. So I respond. I call. And I spoke to her for like two minutes. And she was lovely on the phone. You know, she was polite and everything. She didn't say, oh, my God, you know. We talk, I said, yeah, I'll be there. Tell, you know, blah, blah, blah. Where is it? And all that stuff. I'll, I'll be there. So she's like, okay, I'll see you then. And uh, so I go. And, you know, we do what we always do. I'm out in the parking lot. I'm in my Jeep. And I'm telling myself in the rear mirror, you've been there 15 minutes. You're having two drinks. 15 minutes. You drop the envelope off. You see her when, you, when she comes in. Blah, blah, blah. You give her a hug. And you are out. Mm-hmm. See where you're seated. See, because I have to plan things out in my right. head. <laughs> So I get there and I go right to the bar and I'm not even a drinker and I have a shot of gasoline, which was probably whiskey. <laughs> I think whatever. I don't know, burned a hole through my ass, but whatever. And I'm like, I go in and I walk in and I don't recognize anybody. And that's a great sign. And from the corner of my eye, I see my roommate's mother and the pillars of the church. And she waves to me and she's like, Yvonne. And she runs over and gives me a big hug which I was not expecting Hmm. that I felt like I was holding my breath and uh so good to see you you look great you know get something to eat grab a drink you know my daughter won't be here in a fair few for a little bit you know get comfortable see where you're sitting okay so I see the waitress walking around before she can even ask me I'm like I'll have a seven and seven you know just put yeah (laughs) no straight whiskey just so I get my drink and I notice my ex-roommate, she waves to me. Hi, Yvonne, how are you? And I'm like, good, how are you? We wave from a distance. And I'm looking to find my seat. And I, I, but I'm still, I'm a caution. Because I don't mm-hmm. recognize anybody. Everybody's being nice. So I think everybody is planning my death. Like I'm going to get hit with an air dart to the neck. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm, on, I'm on alert. You know, I'm looking out the window. I'm on the second floor. The dumps, I could make it to the dumpster and land and be fine. So I find my seat. And, you know, I pull out my phone, like, you know, I'm going to do a mock text, like, ooh, that emer- somebody called me now, they need a kidney. Uh-huh. So I'm pretending. And I hear uh, this young woman go, hi, Yvonne, it's so good to see you. And I don't recognize the voice. So I look. And um, when I look to turn, this beautiful, fair-skinned, blue-eyed young lady hugs me and I realize who she is. She is the child of of my roommate. So I tear up like I'm doing now. And I hug her and I say her name. I'm like, oh, my God, it's so good to see you. You're beautiful. You know, you probably don't remember me. And she said, no, but my mother has pictures of you. And she always talked about you. Wow. And um, that weighed a lot to me. So, um, 
You know when you feel like everybody's looking at you in a room? Mm -hmm. So I turn, but it wasn't what I thought. Like her mother looked and smiled and waved and kind of closed her eyes. And I took it as she apologized to me because her grandmother, uh, you know, the girl's grandmother looked and smiled and they nodded. And I think for once they saw me at my true form. Like Mm -hmm. nobody got leprosy. Nobody, nothing happened. I am a good person. This is who I am. And, uh, and I said, um, I said the girl's name, I said, well, listen, let's, let's talk where, you know, where are you sitting? And she said, I'm sitting right here next to you. And I had realized then that her mother, uh, arranged where she sat. She took it. So she specifically sat her next to me, which made me feel very good. Wow. And to this day, I mean, it's, it's, you know, she's like 20 now. So we, we talk. I mean, she could have been my own child. She drives a Jeep. She rescues animals. We talk about <laughs> animals. I meet her for coffee. And it's good. That's awesome. It's really, I mean, it took 20 years, 18 years, but I got my validate. Like, this is who I am. Like, yeah. I, don't, I know what I had to go through to get here. I don't know what they had to go through. I mean, they're, they're, the grandchild, the daughter did tell me that they they had let, left the church a long time ago so maybe they were able to they got to look through a clear yeah, window hindsight hindsight's so, 2020 i apologize for my seriousness and my sniffling i have allergies no i it's an emotional <laughs> story to, to me of it course, is it absolutely is, you know and i you know i thank everybody for listening and um um it's not something i told anybody anybody <laughs> well now I told everybody and when we start the conversation and and I'm sure we're not the first people to share our experiences mm-hmm. but there's other people that can relate just like we were not the only gay women in church no we weren't <laughs> hello no I know maybe I some of those women were married to men Abs- maybe right. who know I mean it's just maybe some of the Youth Whoever. there. I mean, who? It could be anybody. It could have been the person behind the sound book. Ex- I mean, right. who knows? Exactly, the person giving the message. And that's what yeah. I mean. It's like we get so hung up on, on like all this. But I don't. You know what? It's funny because I hate when people say, "Well, oh, I can't picture those two women together." Or those. Well, then fucking don't. Like, yeah. I don't picture my straight people sleeping together. I picture them arguing at the dinner table and like the kids throwing food and spitting up. Like that's what I picture. I don't picture them in the bedroom. <laughs> I picture, wow, you have four kids, your bathroom must be a mess. But that's what I would picture. But You're so funny. You know, like, who cares who you sleep with? Who cares who you date? Just be a good person. Yes. Yes. You know, it's not that hard. It's really not rocket science. No. And live your truth regardless. If people don't um, validate it, if people don't agree with you, you are who you are. And it's for a reason. Absolutely. And I want to let anybody know out there that if you're feeling, uh, that you just, you're having those thoughts, Mm -hmm. you're not accepted. Yvonne shared how she was feeling suicidal at a point in her life. And Um, it was never an option. Never an option. You are worth so much more than that. That just means that you have a great journey you're going to be on. Do not be robbed from it. And you can reach out to people, reach out to people who care about you, reach out to anybody. Mm-hmm. There's even uh, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's 1-800-273-8255. Mm-hmm. You can, heck, if you don't even have the number, just remember, you just Google it from your phone. Exactly. Um, and just know, because 
our feelings will tell us a lot of different things. We will mm-hmm. feel many ways. There's been times in my own life I have felt so, so low. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it it takes guts to reach out, to courage. And uh, we just encourage you. So we're Mixed Kanish. Yes, we are. We appreciate you listening. You can follow us <laughs> on Instagram so at Mixed Kanish. Uh, drop the E. Don't forget to drop mm-hmm. the E in mi- Mixed Kanish. And you can email us at mixedkanish at gmail.com with any of your questions, maybe Absolutely. some topic ideas. And tell us where you're listening from. We would love, Oh, yeah, that's love, a great idea. Love to hear from you. All right. Thank you so much. You have a great day. And stay your true, fabulous self. That's okay? right. Big hugs, near hugs. Be safe, everybody. That's right.